This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. G'day, I'm Kate Watson and this is News Club, the place to go for conversations about the news. There isn't much bigger news so far in 2024 than Taylor Swift. There's more than one reason for that, but the how of it all is hotly debated. Is it just that her music is that good? Is her real skill in manipulating the media? Is it in connecting with her fans? Is she a master of marketing? Or is she the world's best ever influencer? The answer really depends on who you talk to, but one thing is for sure, she's a hot news topic. So while she's here in Australia for her Eras tour, we thought we'd best go to the news personality who is most informed on all things Swifty, co-host of the project and mega Swift fan, Georgie Tunney. Yes, hello. Good morning. What an intro. What an intro. So much for me to live up to. Do you agree? I mean, which one is true? I was kind of nodding along with every single thing you said. I was like, yes, she is, I would say, a master of the media, also a manipulator of the media. She is, I've been calling her omnipresent Mm. and I've been finding it really interesting this last month, I guess, with everyone getting excited in the lead up to her arrival in Australia at just the reaction of Swifties but also then the reaction of non-Swifties and how they're just kind of like on the sidelines being like, what is this phenomenon? Yeah, exactly. They're thinking, what is this all about? Georgie, before we dive right on in, in particular to the news of Taylor Swift and how you're part of the news cycle, you're a co-host of a a major television program, you also have a podcast about Taylor Swift called Ready For It. Mm -hmm. It's to get people ready for the tour. I've given it a listen from time to time. You really do know your stuff. Yeah, I do. And it's one of those things where I've just got all of these drawers that are just filled with Taylor Swift information that I didn't necessarily know I was collecting and collating and ordering (laughs) throughout the years, filing away. And it's just been so fun to kind of revisit all of the eras. And I think that that is why this particular moment from a fandom perspective, from a pop culture perspective, is where it is right now. And this is the thing. It's been so long. We've waited for so long. And I know you've talked about that before. And I know there's a lot of people who listen to our podcast who are kind of a bit more on the what the kind of side of the fence. Explain how you feel about Taylor Swift. I would say that I am a crazy fan. I was hosting um, an academic conference recently um, called the Swift Posium, where it was like I was, was talking, yeah, this, yeah, and I I asked the panelists at the start of that to rank themselves as a Swifty between one to thirteen. Like, where did they sit on the scale? And I put myself at like an eleven to twelve. I'm not total thirteen. Um, fact checker Maddie, who's on the Ready for It podcast, she is a thirteen. She knows every single thing, but. For me, I think that why I've always loved Taylor Swift is because she is able to write music that I feel she writes for me. And given that she really isn't that much of a relatable person, she's a billionaire. That is the curious thing about Taylor Swift, so relatable without being relatable really at all if you looked at it very objectively. Oh, totally, totally. And yet she's somehow able to have figured out the moments that I've gone through in my life and put words to them, she's able to create a picture that I can put myself in and be like, I've lived that too. Oh my God. And the crazy thing is that it's not just me that feels that way. It's like millions of people. So she's she's been able to craft this on mass, mass, mass scale. 
And this is interesting to me because you and I, I think we're similar age. I might be slightly older than you, but we really did grow up with her. I am also a fan of Taylor Swift. I am probably a little more down the scale from you, but certainly a big fan of her music. Yeah. She now though has this group of fans that are so much younger. They haven't grown up with her, but they still feel the same way as we do. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. It's so bizarre. And I've been trying to reconcile that in my head. I I get asked a lot, why do young fans love her the same way that people in their early to mid thirties love her, who've grown up with her? And I do think there must be something sonically, like the girl can write a pop song. Amazing. And, Mm. you know, because she does have this um, complete, at times, it seems like a monopoly on the commercial radio stations and just on pop culture in general and those news outlets, you're always going to see her. She's always going to get that play. So even if you tried to escape her, you can't, you can't escape and you'd be like, why is my little kid so obsessed with her when I don't really know? And it's like, because she's been able to find them in some way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is so true. And this goes right back to, um, I guess it's the master marketer, the master mm-hmm. influencer point about Taylor Swift. And just to her as a media organisation, I guess, she's always been at the forefront, an early adopter of new channels, new mediums to connect with people. Yeah, Tumblr. Exactly. Reddit, where mm-hmm. she's really clever in that way. Yeah. And I remember um, talking at the talking to the bunch of panellists and the academics that we had, I was trying to get them to explain to me what makes her fan engagement so different. And really what I, the only thing that was kind of like the same across the board from everyone was that she is involved, she is hands-on. So while other artists might have a team that's behind that, she probably has a team, but also she's in it. Like she's in that team. She is running that team. She is looking, she's tailurking, as we say, like she is doing a lot of that work herself and inserting herself into all of those narratives, which again, helps build this parasocial relationship in that fans think that they know her, fans think that they're friends with her, fans think that they are, that she is writing for them. Whether or not it was necessarily her intention at the start, I think she totally is doing it now. So while we're here, Georgie, explain the swift Posium, because this is another example, and this happens with other artists, but it's gone next level with Taylor Swift, where this isn't just about mm-hmm. a concert anymore. There, you can do a university degree on yeah. Taylor Swift. There are people in Australia that have hosted their own symposium about Taylor yeah. Swift. You were the host of that event. What did you learn there? What have you discovered? I think what was most interesting for me about this whole concept of an academic conference and why people would be interested on Taylor Swift is just the the domino effect that she has across different areas. So it's not just humanities. Like I was just expecting there to be lots of um, academic papers presented about analysis of um, her literature or her writing and how that fits in with, I know there was one that was, you know, delving into the anti-heroes of literature and all of that because of her song Antihero. But then there was also papers on tech, like how she uses tech in her shows, how she uses tech to engage with fans. Then there were ones on health, the economics of Taylor Swift. Like I think her just being here is going to be a billion-dollar boom for Australia, like all those type of things, which is just so fascinating because everyone has bought in, even if you don't count yourself a Swifty. And that is what I think that even she And she's always had the biggest ambitions, the biggest goals. She's been very driven from a very early age. But even she would have to admit that that wasn't wasn't by design. That wasn't in the plan. 
you can't. Surely you cannot design this level of, as you sort of put it, omnipresence. Yeah. You're the co-host of the project, Georgie. You're a journalist. You interview celebrities all the time. Yeah. I don't even need to ask whether you've tried to get an interview with Taylor Swift. I can only assume <laughs> that that is the case. Yes. Look, I think that we, like every other um, news organisation across the country and the world, probably have a standing bid in uh, for Taylor Swift. Yeah, so I'm curious, how does that actually happen? Like how do you like, – you don't Google Taylor Swift's phone number or Taylor Swift's team's phone number. How does that actually work from a production point of view? I think – and I, I'm I'm also semi-guessing here because our incredible entertainment department at the project are far more across it than me. But I think it is through the label. So I think it's through, you know, who um, she's touring with or Universal Music, her label, you would get – those connections through there, they would then reach out directly to her team. I do know that for something like the Swift Posium, they had to reach out to her or just like let her know that they were doing this, right? Because also Taylor, it's quite interesting, her relationship with her IP and her master's rights and things like this. So it's like you do have to, if you are intending to do anything about Taylor Swift, use her music in any way, um, you do kind of have to let the label know so that you have more opportunity to be able to continue with that and not just have the Taylor Swift mafia come and be like, you can't do anything like that. And I mean, I'm sure she has the biggest legal team you've ever seen, I'm sure. My question to you is if you did get to ever interview Taylor Swift, if that ever came off in your wildest dreams, what would you ask her? I honestly think I would say thank you and leave. (laughs) <laughs> like I don't know. I mean, I would I would die probably. I would love to talk to Taylor Swift. I would love to know all of these things. Like what does she do behind the scenes? Like right now what is she doing? She's in Australia preparing for these 3 and a half hour concerts. What is she what is she doing? I'd also love to know most pertinently right now. I want to know what her thought process was when she was doing all of her re-records and revisiting all of that old music because by her doing that it's like I've done that now going back and listening to all the early eras and I'm like such a completely different person as to when I consume that for the first time let alone when I may have written it. Does she have these moments that we all have where we go cringe yeah. I can't believe I said that or wrote that yeah. or did that. She seems to be fairly good at being okay with her past reconciling it yeah. moving on. You'd have to be because your life is just so public all the time. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't ask her about her personal life or you'd have to, I guess. I mean, maybe. To be honest, I um would be more interested in what she would do. I remember I asked, I think I asked Tom Cruise this. It was like I would be so interested if he could put a mask on and go into a coffee shop. Like what would he do if he wasn't him for a day, like if he was able to go anywhere? And he couldn't quite comprehend what I was asking because it was like that was just his, that's just his life, yeah, and he genuinely really loves like talking to fans and all of this. So I think I'd like to know that if she was just an anonymous person, if she wasn't this anti-hero, gigantic monster on the hill who who, what would she do? And you just dropped casually that you interviewed Tom Cruise. I mean, if we yeah. don't know how it works with Taylor Swift, how does it work with other celebrities? Give us a, a peek behind the curtain on how that process runs. I've seen Notting Hill, obviously. I've seen how they get, you know, five minutes in the room and you have to ask as many questions as possible in that time. Is that, is that how it works? Uh, to be honest, yeah. Yeah. It really, it really is pretty pretty accurate um and also now with since the pandemic i mean i think yet yeah, tom cruise is one of the very rare exceptions that i was actually in the room with him 
and was there in his presence. Um, but otherwise, it's like just how I'm talking to you now in my second bedroom with my headphones on and a microphone. You have your allotted time, seven minutes, and it's like as soon as you have been allowed into the Zoom, that's when the clock starts and it's like and you go and you go. And it's like you could have been prepping and anything, but it's like if they go for too long on an answer, then you're like shredding like what questions you had because you get just like it's just a ticking clock then. It's like three minutes left, two minutes left, one minute left, wrap. So it's I guess with the Zoom, they can literally just kick you out. What do they they do do. when you're physically in the room? Uh, There's 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 always a minder, and they'll always be doing a wrap, or they'll just say last question if you've been too too cheeky, and you've gone and you've gone for one more. They'll just be like, "Thank you so much. That's like that's all we've got time for." Like type vibe. Um, If you've got a backlog and if there's lots of junkets on, and you're just like one of ninety eight for that. That it's morning. just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot for the poor celebrity on the other end. Um, but I remember like sometimes your your time will get cut out if anything's running behind. And I remember I was, I was set to interview Channing Tatum and Salma Hayek and our eight-minute interview went to a seven-minute interview, went to a five-minute interview, went to a three-minute interview. I was like, there's two of them. So then it was just like I was in and I was like, okay, I think I fired off like three quick questions. One was a fun one and that was it. And I was like, well, that's that's all it could be. <laughs> and I mean the exhaustion, like how exhausting. I often think about this. It's very exhausting talking. It's even more exhausting talking about yourself. To do it 98 times in a morning, it's a part of the job that they must not enjoy that much, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, and there's some that are who are amazing at it and then I can only just like tip my hat to them because I would hate it, like I would loathe being on the other side of it. But also it's one of those things that, and I, I think that some of them sometimes think this through, but a lot of the time maybe they don't where it's like, you know, the person who is going to be talking to you, this may be their most exciting like the, moment the for moment, them in the their, life. their life. Like yeah. they're just so excited and for the celebrity it's their, 12th interview of the last 60 seconds like you you, you know so that is such an interesting balance I think as well for both parties like not getting yourself too hyped up it's the old never meet your heroes vibe because you can just catch them on a bad day that can happen yeah look I hope that doesn't happen when you finally get to interview Taylor Swift one day and to bring it back to Taylor Swift by the time this interview goes to air you will have been to a show of hers. You've actually already been to a show of hers in the US. You will have been to a show in Melbourne. Yes. You will be going to a show in Sydney. I have to ask, I have to give you space to answer what you're most excited for the second time around. I cried four times when I saw her in Santa Clara and I'm really looking forward to when she appears on stage. Like I'm just really looking forward to that moment again. Because I can only relate it to, I'm not a religious person, but I can only relate it to that feeling of church and communion because you're there with your community, you're there with your Swifties and then your person like appears in front of you and it's like this collective, (gasps) you just gasp and you're like, you can't quite, your brain can't, can't quite fathom that she's there. Yeah, I think that's fair and there's no wrong answer to that question, of course. Georgie, it's Swift Mania at the moment in Australia. How do you expect the week is going to go from a news coverage point of view? I mean, every week on the Weekly Wrap podcast we talk about the biggest story of the week. Mm -hmm. How will it not be Taylor Swift during this time? It has been such a – like even for me who works in news and loves Taylor Swift and loves the Super Bowl, it's been like a really weird Venn diagram where I am all things. 
and it's it's getting to a level where it's probably too much for me like it's probably oversaturated for me and I've had to be like oh maybe this is maybe I'm talking about Taylor Swift too much maybe I'm like I need to take a break but now I've I've got over that and I'm just enjoying it and I'm embracing it all again <laughs> yeah I've also thought about this a lot because we've had a little bit of feedback you know a lot of Taylor Swift can we stop talking mm-hmm. about Taylor Swift but it's not often you get to talk about a positive news story yeah. this much. And I'm like you, I think let's just embrace it. Let's just be yeah. happy. It's a gift to have a good news story. I think so as well. And it's like also just I know I'm going to get to the MCG and I'm going to get to a core stadium and I am going to see generations of Swifties. So I'm going to see six, six-year-olds who want to swap bracelets with me. I'm going to see 40-year-olds who want to swap bracelets with me. I'm going to see granddads who are taking their grandchildren to go see this concert. I'm going to see everyone just be so excited and dressed in glitter. And I just feel that that is something to be happy about. Yeah. And it's just a little break from what is really heavy news at the moment. Really awful news. It's been an awful, awful, awful news period. And so this is like really like a fun, a fun thing to to jump on board. Final question. What's next for Taylor Swift? <gasps> well, we've got TS11. So we've got, you know, I keep calling it the Dead Poets Society. We've got the Tortured Poets Department, um, which I'm so excited about. I just, God, I had the best day of the Grammys. I had the best day. Like whenever. <laughs> anyone who doesn't know what Georgie's talking oh. about, she's talking about the fact that Taylor Swift <laughs> has announced she'll be releasing another album on April 19. So it's actually not a great question because the answer to that question is she just continues to do what she does forever. Yeah. And and in her in her um acceptance speech for album of the year at the Grammys, she that's exactly what she said. She's like I just want to work and I'll just keep working and this is my ultimate dream is just to work 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 work, which is great for Swifties because your um your web of Swifties come to life and then they like message you being like have you seen this? Have you seen this? Oh my god, the track list comes out. What songs are we most excited about? Like yeah. The exciting thing is, you know, it's kind of like your wedding. You haven't got married yet. I think you're engaged, but you get so excited about this big day and then you get to the day after and you're like, oh, it's done. Yeah, it's done. I mean, I know you you get to be married for life, love and all of that, but (laughs) the event is over. This isn't over. There's another album coming. Yeah, yeah. It's so, and she's, and I mean, just her brain. I don't know. I'm not sure if she's taking a break. I think that she will, but I also have zero doubt in my mind that she already has another album ready to go. Georgie, I think we're done. Where can we listen to Ready For It, of course? Anywhere you get your podcasts? Anywhere you get your podcasts. Yep, just search Ready For It and we go through every single era. Whenever I get asked, why do I like Taylor Swift? This is why we made the podcast. Amazing. Thank you so much for pulling that podcast together for all of us. And hopefully we'll talk to you again, maybe about sport, maybe about Swifty. Who knows? This is News Club, the place to go for conversations about the news. 